We'll do it live! Hello. Hmm. And welcome to yet another edition of All Good Things. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're, we're really starting to churn these out. Like, this has been the first one in two weeks, I believe, I instead, of, instead of four. Like a month. You going to introduce yourself? <laughs> yes. I am David. And I am Rachel. Welcome. <laughs> so you can follow us on all of the fun social meds mm-hmm. that I try not to follow anymore <laughs> myself. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't hear from me that much anymore, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. But you can follow us at All Bad Things Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and the other one. Instagram. That's the one. Twitter. Twitter. I like how you said Twitter. 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 Twitter, Facebook, and the other one. And Instagram. We're going to start a new social media. The called, other one. Called the other one. The other one. <laughs> at All Bad Things Pod again. And you can email us at allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to get like on TikTok and Snapchat or whatever. Do we? No. <laughs> In all honesty, no. So, so I can not follow those two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, want to make a correction. I'll make this on the actual bad things show, too. Um, I totally forgot to. <laughs> I forgot to shout out. Um, we did the 1998 Sydney to Hobart. Hobart yacht race a couple episodes ago. Totally forgot to shout out. Chris also recommended that topic oh, quite a while back, so it was just my fault for not noting that. So thank you, Chris, and also pod recommendation. Oh yes, um, intrepid listener Lee. Who we've mentioned several times yes. started his own pod called and if you know lee this is an extremely appropriate title civil wargasms yes. <laughs> it is not safe for work and explicit just in case no one could tell <laughs> and uh go blue jackets there you go um his i like his uh so you know how you put your uh synopsis of your show Mm -hmm. on all the podcatchers it said join award-winning author lee hutch as he tackles such weighty subjects as syphilis and the civil war soldier the horrors of the civil war battlefield and what they did with all those amputated limbs (laughs) uh uh, yeah i don't want to i'm not sure if i want to listen to lee's podcast now (laughs) not right now anyway maybe once this whole uh pandemic thing is over I already know. I don't know. We're still podcasting about disasters. That is true, but that's why we're also mixing in some fun ones. Doing our best. What are you drinking tonight? I am drinking. What is? It's not barefoot. No, this is Wild Basin. This is Oscar Blues' answer to the seltzer craze. Pretty good. Boozy seltzer craze. So I am not having. Your national local. local No. What flavor do you have? I have cucumber peach, and it is it's actually quite delicious. It is. I have lemon agave hibiscus. Yeah, it's it's good. It's a <laughs> little it? yeah. I'm not sure if you'll like it. It's a little. It's almost savory, just a tiny bit. I think it's the hibiscus. Savory. Hi, Demetrius. Um, it's a good uh, summertime. Yes, drink. exactly. Now that the mosquitoes have officially arrived. Yes, <laughs> I, yeah. I got eaten alive today, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will continue to tonight. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. Shout out to Andrea for recommending them. Yes. There we go. So. On to our topic, which you already know about. We discussed. Yes, we did. We were going to be... And all our listeners have seen the topic. They have. As I gesture in general to the computer. So there might be a slight bit of maybe a 
like a huh as far as an all good things for Y2K? Well, because of how it ended. <laughs> Spoiler <Right>. alert. <laughs> the world did not end. I mean, I really thought about it when I was doing the research. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I really wanted to, I could make a case for this is an all bad thing. Like, if, if you really wanted to go to the... But anyway, we're not going to go there because this is all good things. Well, ba- the, the, the thesis of what the worry of Y2K was didn't happen. Exactly. So, yeah. I would argue that that's a good thing. Very true. Compared to what, what they were saying could have happened. So Yeah. And I'm thinking that... So, our listeners really are pretty broad spectrum of people and ages and if you're like 25 or younger you're not you probably don't remember this Mm -hmm. at all because you would have been really really little um people i would say who are maybe like even if you're like 30 you might not really nine ten and older well i think if your parents freaked out about it it all depends on what circle you ran that is true (laughs) i was in um uh, evangelical church and those people were like practically doomsday prepping at that point but we'll get into all that I'm sure uh, let's see I was uh, going to be turning 23 in the year 2000 and the only things on my mind at 22 were I'm sure you can guess what <laughs> <laughs> well I had just I, turned... I wasn't really worried about anything <laughs> I had just turned 15 yeah when Y2K didn't happen there you go. yeah yeah <laughs> just to get into our creepier years. Yeah. When our age difference was really It was really odd. creepy, yes. Yeah. But we <laughs> and, did uh, not know each other, to be clear. Did not. did not know each other. <laughs> so, in the year 2000, an, apocalypt- eh, an apocalyptic <laughs> event almost happens. Mm. Not atomic- Could have happened. Not atomic warfare. Mm-hmm. Not robots killing us all. Not even George W. Bush stealing an election. <laughs> well, that the, did happen in the year 2000. Yes, it did. The year 2000, but it did not bring upon a, an apocalypse. Maybe. Oh, that boy. That came on later. Yeah, that's a whole other. <laughs> the year 2000 would, however, bring about the year 2000 problem, also known as the Y2K problem, the millennium bug, the Y2K glitch, or simply Y2K. Yeah, Which I is how that, I always remember it. Yeah, although I remember hearing the millennium bug, um... But yeah, Y2K was just sort of the the thing. And it's also like a really obnoxious abbreviation. And I, I, I will get into okay. I will get into how obnoxious the culture was in that the late bore. 90s. Yes. <laughs> the late nineties were weird. Well here but culturally. I look back on the late nineties as that was really like the last time America kinda had fun. Like, it really was. Depends on who you ask. That is true. Mm-hmm. I would say for the majority of people, that it is was, true. It was just pre-9-11, mm-hmm. basically. Um, but post... It was the Clinton and, era, the end of the Clinton era. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Now, I know the circle you were hang, hung around in, they loved Clinton, I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've told you about the parody song my sister and I yes. wrote about mm-hmm. the Clinton Bunch to the yes. tune of the Brady Bunch. Yeah. That's pretty funny. And the thing is, like, I was 10. I have I had no fucking clue who Clinton was. I must have just heard. Now, my parents are not very political at all, but They're they not. must have said something about Clinton because there's no other way that Probably. we would have gleaned, like... We literally one of the lyrics of that parody song was they were two wimps living in the White House. Like, why would we even know if Clinton was a wimp? We wouldn't. Like, we were ten, so it's weird. 
It's weird. It is strange. Children, but largely children adopt the um, politics of their parents. For the most part, yeah. When they're that young, anyway. Yeah, when you're 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you don't know any better. You don't even know what politics are. (laughs) Unless you're, like, unless you're literally being raised by, like, um, uh, what's that militia group called? Um, I can't remember. That one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they're not even it's not even worth mentioning their actual name. Okay. But anyway. So Y2K refers to events related to the formatting and storage of calendar data on computer software, and by the year two thousand, computer system computer systems ran the infrastructure of pretty much everything in the entire world. We're talking about yes. everything from yeah. power plants, mm-hmm. um, Wall Street is run off of, I mean, yeah, just absolutely. everything. It was early internet days, but not like begin, like no. very beginning internet days. It was enough that it was ubiquitous enough that many people It was, it was the beginning of the, the of the internet as a consumer. Good. Yes. A utility. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it was getting better. I think it was, was that pre-DSL? Like it was, was it all dial up? No, I think, or was it DSL just starting? Because I believe cable comes out around 99 or 2000. Okay. Oh, no, coax cable's been around forever. No, 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 but high speed cable internet wasn't Uh, always around. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Uh It's something we don't even think about now. I know, right? (laughs) And then I remember the next iteration was wireless. Yes. Was not even having, which was like 03 or 04 or something. Yeah, like like early ish 2000s. And obviously wireless brought us smartphones. Mm hmm. But what, so like the basic idea was, are you going to get into the, the dating yeah, convention? Okay. a little bit. I mean, I, I don't go too deep into it because the articles I researched really got into like this and I, did, I, like, I don't <laughs> understand this at all. So that's where, that's where you're, you're going to notice okay. a lot of copying and pasting because okay. <laughs> I, I, I can't redo what they're trying to say because gotcha. I don't understand it. Well, was it like computing language largely? Kind of, a little te- bit. A little techie? I, I understand it to a degree, but I'm like, there's nothing for me to change. I have nothing to add. Gotcha. <laughs> so I know that in the, year two th- in the year 2020, which it is now. 20 years ago, geez. But I know today it sounds like, duh, that computer systems ran everything in the world. But in the year 2000, computers were still a relatively new technology. Yeah. Most personal computers in the year 2000 were less than 20 years old. Mainframe, That's very true, yeah. Yes. Mainframe computer systems have oh, run... Oh, Demi! Yeah, do you want to get out? Why is he trying to get out? Oh, he wants to go look for his new toy. Yes, he does. They have new toys there from their go. Auntie Sarah. They're very excited about it, except go? I locked it up. He's not going to find it. That's okay. He can cry out there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a... Talking of an all, all good cat thing, things. <laughs> Demetrius's first uh, moments in a while. Yeah, that's right. He's been pretty quiet lately. Um, On the mic only. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Not when he wants to be fed. Mm-mm. So yes, um, mainframe computers had run certain functions of our in- infrastructure dating back to the early 1940s. The military yeah, being the main yeah. thing that mainframe computers were built for. But th- we're for. talking the room size computers. Yes, literally like the size <laughs> of a mini mall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was a computer. Yeah. Like, now what are su- the size of server rooms that have, like, racks and racks of servers was just, like, one computer that you had to punch cards and, like... I am going to get into, and I understood this part, I am going to get into how much space they were trying to save. Oh, wow. By doing okay. the date they were with, because it's, it's kind of hilarious Okay, now. okay. So... Oh, you mean without having a four-digit year? Yes. Oh, how yes. funny. Okay. Because I thought that was a funny little... Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> it's, so, it's so ridiculous sounding now. Okay. Um, 
So yes, uh, mainframe computers have been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Not running but, everything, running no. certain things. But by the year 2000, they yeah. were running everything yeah. pretty much. It was just a much um, more efficient technology by then. Yeah, and unlike today, at, in the year 2000, computers had yet to connect us to any to everything at any given time, mm-hmm. like they do now. Yes, like, although, if you believe Sandra Bullock's version of the world in the net, <laughs> you could order pizza. You could. And, and basically and get, never and, see anyone in person. And get your co-worker that you've never seen before killed. Yes, you could do. <laughs> but then, it's okay, you could get out of all of it by hitting the escape key. No I remember problem. watching that movie for probably the first and only time and thinking, how could you not meet your co-worker? Like, <laughs> is that, you know. Now I have tax clients I've never <laughs> exactly. met. Exactly, yeah. But in 1993, in person, anyway. four, that was still like, huh? Um, I'm going to be onboarding a new client who lives in Poland. There you go. So, yeah. Different um, world, for sure. Yeah, so today, I mean, literally, people have computers in their pocket. We're on them all day long. Well, it's the old, you know, like they say there's strong or there's more computing power in your iPhone than there was that yeah. put men on the moon sort of a in, thing. In the year 2000, if you wanted to get onto the internet, you had to go to a physical location, like your home, your office, yep. or an internet cafe. Oh, internet cafes! <laughs> Oh, this is just yeah, turning into yes, nostalgia. Yes, my Gen Z. Well, oh I, I, my god. Yes, my Gen Z listeners. There were internet cafes. There back in the were. Day. It was basically just a room with. It was like what the library has now, yeah, like for people computers. With inter, computers with internet access. They actually have those again now, but they're not internet cafes. They're um, like um, gaming. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Because if you don't have great gaming Mm -hmm. equipment, then yeah. Or if you don't have, like, pro kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because to run some of those really good games, like, you have to have a good This guy I work with showed me the computer he just bought for his 16-year-old son Uh for his birthday, and it looks like it's something from fucking outer space. And I'm like, what is that? He's like, oh, it's a CPU. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and people design their own, build their own to their own specs. It's pretty... Gamers are no joke. Gamers are hardcore. I've, I've never... This has turned into a weird episode. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, media concerning the year 2000 dates back to the Mayan calendar, which Mm -hmm. is the earliest known evidence of the year 2000, the calendar ending in the infamous year 2012. So, that is is the oldest known artifact that has the year 2000 in it anywhere that we know of. Okay. So, that was like the most forward-looking calendar of its time, yeah. With science fiction books, radio shows, and comics becoming popular beginning in the 1940s, Mm -hmm. the year 2000 had long been a cultural touchstone, and a majority of people worldwide were anticipating its arrival. Well, I feel like the Jetsons was maybe set in 2000, or it was like the Space Age. It was going to be like robot maids and (laughs) microwaves. We go to the moon in 1969. We've got another 31 years to the year. So, of course, people are... Dude, we're going to be flying cars in the year two. Like, no problem. We just went to the moon. And to be fair, if you look at where consumer technology was in the 60s, and then the fact that we actually did get people to the moon, that's... It's ridiculous. Very disparate. Yes. Because if we could put people on the moon, why were we not having internet back then? Like, you feel like the same ingenuity could have figured all that out, but... Well, it did. I mean, it the, did, the internet but was created. It's just, yeah. it's just like the, the adoption of it and the um, accessibility of it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, 
2000s coming like everybody's just kind of like it's just, it it's just big, like it was a big, a big banner deal. year it's like wow this is i'm really gonna experience this well because too it's like many people experience the turn of a century unless you're born at the very beginning of a century chances are you're going to or there's a good chance you will experience Decent the chance, turn of, yeah. a, of a century this is like this is and the, if you think about it like not many people see the turn of a millennium no. in the in the broad scope of things so going by our our calendar we will be some of the few mm-hmm. i mean there's not going to be literally right and we're talking the traditional yes. gregorian calendar or yeah. whatever yeah which is time is just a construct anyway so that is true <laughs> so the year 2000 is is it's almost here and again there has just been it's the year two thousand has up. been it's part been of hyped. popular culture it's been for a long time and now it's Prince really getting Prince even out of wrote a song about partying like it's nineteen ninety nine that he wrote in nineteen eighty four. I'm not kidding about that. <laughs> so, he was closer to nineteen ninety nine when he wrote the song than we are now. I went out for uh, New Year's Eve going into nineteen ninety nine, which was the okay. first time I was ever legal to drink. Okay. For a New Year's Eve, not that that stopped I, I before, but you could not go anywhere without hearing that without song. hearing <laughs> the Prince 1999 mm-hmm. song. I mean, and of course, I also remember the whole debate. My mother being like one of the primary debate holders as to whether a year ending in a zero is the beginning of the current century or whatever, or the end of the previous. We won't go too far into it. I know that you. Really roll your eyes heavily at that. I do. <laughs> Which I get. Because it's pretty... Anyway. So, the same uh, science fiction books, radio shows, and comics that I was talking about, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, <clears throat> shared the, all shared the same theme when it came to the year 2000. Technology would rule us all. Yeah. Yeah. That was slowly becoming a reality by the turn of the previous century. Mm-hmm. Except for the part where the issue was somewhat benign. <laughs> yeah. So you mean if the date on my computer changes back to the year 1900, the world is going to end? <laughs> so so can we talk a little bit about the dating, or are you going to get into that now? I'm about to get into okay, it, but okay. go ahead. Well, so long and short, in case anybody doesn't know, you know, for uh, in at least on the Western calendar and everything, we do a date format of day, month, year, or month, month, day, year. Wait, did I say? Day, month, year. Day, month, year, or month, day, year. Yes. Depending in America, we do month, day, year because we're contrarian and still use inches and feet. Um, A lot of other places, they do the day first, then the month, then the year. Um, And I feel like at this point, we're pretty well conditioned to use a four-digit year, or at least... A lot. I do. I, but, you know, when when someone writes 19 or 20 now, we know that they, they mean 2019, right. not 1919. But it, on a computer, if a computer is not given all four digits of the year, then how is it supposed to delineate time and the chronology of time if... You know, it's ordering everything numerically. If you put in the number 99 and then you put in the number 00, it's naturally going to think that 00 predates 99. So the idea was that it would think that it was 1900 again. (laughs) And that that would screw up all technology and all, like, 
And you know what? It's true. It could have really fucked things up. Right. It could have caused like power grids to go. That was the fear, but I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah. So as it turns out, you know, is the world going to end? Yes. No. Maybe. Well, certainly there were fears that infrastructure was going to crash. There were. Yes. So problems were anticipated and arose because many programs represented four-digit years Mm -hmm. with only the final two digits, making the year 2000 indistinguishable from Mm -hmm. 1900. The assumption of a 20th century date in such programs could cause various errors, such as the incorrect display of dates and the inaccurate ordering of automated dated records or real-time events. Okay, so you I, I basically just shouldn't have said everything I said because you okay. just said it. <laughs> right. In 1997, the British Standards Institute, or BSI, de- <laughs> developed the standard uh, year 2000 conformity requirements and mm-hmm. established the requirements known as the four rules. Rule mm. one, no valid date will cause any interruption in operations. Two, Date-based functionality must behave consistently for dates prior to, during, and after year 2000. Mm -hmm. Three, in all interfaces and in all storage, the century must be unambiguous, either specified or calculable by algorithm. Okay. Four, which is really interesting because I've literally heard uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about this. Okay. So the fourth uh, rule was the year 2000 must be recognized as a leap year. That becomes very important to, oh. the, to the calendar. Well, it is. Just by even predating 2000, it was going to be a leap year anyway. It was not. They had to what? make it a, they had to make it a no, leap year. No, it's every year. four years. It, and it but has it was, been forever. Before that, it was not on the same... It wasn't on the same leap year path. Wait, no. Election years and leap years have always been the same year. Not always. <laughs> Wait, no. Historically, leap year are has we really been around. G- are we really yes, going to get into this? But I don't know what you mean. Like, 96 was a leap year. 92 was a leap year. I know that the year 2000. was a leap year. I don't remember. I don't yes, care. Yes, it was. It always has been. It's literally always been I'm that just way. going by what the British Standard Institute uh, recommended. So. Um, yeah, no. Well, okay. I, I... Well, then it's... Uh, well, that's okay. Oh, okay. It's... Leap years occur mostly every four years, but every hundred years we skip a leap year unless the year is divisible by 400, which 2000 was. Exactly. No, but 2000 was... Okay. Moving on. So, no, 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 but what I'm saying is we would not have skipped it because the year 2000 is divisible by 400. But this is saying that, like, for example, 2100, we're going to skip leap year. 2200, going to skip. 2300, going to skip. 2400, not going to skip because it's divisible by 400. So that's that would have happened anyway. So okay. I think that would have happened anyway. Okay. <laughs> You're just not even, not even explaining because that just makes no sense. So, it identifies two problems that may exist in many computer programs. First, the practice of representing the year with two digits became became Mm -hmm. problematic with logical errors arising upon rollover from XX99 to XX00. This had caused some date-related processing to operate incorrectly for dates and times on and after January 1st, 2000, Mm -hmm. and on other critical dates which were billed event horizons. Without, uh-huh. without corrective action, long working systems would break down the 97, 98, 99, 00 ascending numbering assumption suddenly became invalid. 
That's all cut and paste. Yes. <laughs> but I see what you're saying. I should like, I should was... I should have probably cut and paste the the thing as the leap year, but that's okay. okay. The presumed um the I think you 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 hit on it earlier, presumption of the of being the 20th century. Right. Presumption of century like that all dates were reflective of the 20th century, the 1900s was the issue because we were now going into a new century and clearly this problem wasn't around a hundred years prior <laughs> because there weren't computers in the 1800s going into the 1900s that is true so this was the first time we were coming across this issue yes secondly some programmers and this is where i kind of get into the leap year thing Okay. Secondly, some programmers had misunderstood the Gregorian calendar rule that states years that are exactly divisible by 100 are not leap years, assuming that the year 2000 would not be a leap year. In reality, there is a rule in the Gregorian calendar system that states years divisible by 400 That's exactly what I said. are leap years, okay. thus making 2000 a leap year. Okay, so people were just misunderstanding, thinking that years that ended in 00, all years that ended in 00, which I think what I think what I the thing I saw Neil deGrasse Tyson say was this was the first time there would be a leap year for the millennium for a millennium changing over. No, Something because like one thousand also is divisible. No, no, you're right. Wait a second, you're right. Because one thousand, come on, let me <laughs> let me just say this. <laughs> okay. No, you're right. Because one thousand is not divisible by four hundred. So that's correct. That the year one thousand is not go- was not a leap year. The year three thousand will not. Be a leap year? Well, no. No, because it's not divisible by yeah. four hundred. Nope. So you're right. So the next um, divisible four hundred leap year would be four thousand. Mm-hmm. So okay. Which, so damn, basically, that's a long ways from now. Hopefully, it gets here tomorrow. <laughs> so basically, um, yeah, I, and I can see how people would be confused thinking that most one hundred years um, are not a leap year because that's true. Um, only one out of every four is only mm-hmm. 25% of years ending in zero zero are leap years. Yes. Okay. So correcting all of this, however, was not the largest part of the problem. Uh, AT&T in 1997 had estimated that 60% of the time and money needed for its total compliance effort- efforts would be devoted to testing the source code changes mm-hmm. made to address the issue. Yeah. Another problem was also for every code that you fix, like the cat mm-hmm. was, it was like you were going to screw up like one in 13 yeah. or something like that. So even yeah. when you're trying to go in to fix something, you might make a mistake on something else. So, well, because there's like ripple effects on other coding. Yeah. That's, a, it's a, it was a huge undertaking to fix this. Imagine having to do something like that now. <laughs> it just wouldn't well, happen. I wonder if it would just be easier now because there's better software even for coding. I just mean the response to it. Oh, I gotcha. Given, given uh, the, the state our Leadership. federal government is in. <laughs> At least in the states, yeah. So companies and organizations in some countries, but not all, <clears throat> checked, fixed, and upgraded their computer systems mm-hmm. to address the anticipated problem. Very few computer fail, fail, yeah, failures were reported when the clocks rolled over into 2000. Mm-hmm. But the problem initially be, uh, started because on both mainframe computers and later personal computers, storage was expensive. Mm. Now, this is where I get this. So this is, is you're explaining is why in the first why place they, were, they didn't anticipate this. Why were computers initially only two-digit years? Yes. Yeah. So storage was expensive from as low as $10 per kilobyte. Kilobyte? To, in many cases, as much or even more than $100 
uh, per kilobyte as well. Oh my god. It was therefore very important for programmers to reduce usage. Oh wow. Since programs could simply prefix 19 to the year of a date, mm-hmm. most programs internally used or stored on disk or tape, data files where the date format was six digits instead of eight. So it would be in the form of mm-hmm. month, month, day, day, year, year, mm-hmm. instead of month, month, day, day, year, 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 year. year, year. year. So as two digits for the month instead of four, or mm-hmm. two digits for the year instead of four. Mm-hmm. A space on disk and tape was also a space on disk and tape was also expensive. This also saved money by reducing the size of stored data files and databases. So they're literally like trying to save <laughs> kilobytes. Oh my god! <laughs> and now, like. If you get a free Dropbox account, people don't even know what a kilobyte is. No, it's It's like like, isn't there a thousand kilobytes in a gigabyte? Well, kilo itself is a thousand, so a kilobyte is a thousand of something else. But I think I think a gigabyte is a thousand kilobyte. Whatever. (laughs) We cannot math. But it is a very very small amount. That is, I know, minuscule. Well, I mean, and when I. When I was a little kid and computers first became like personal use, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Uncle Carl had, he had to have his toys. He always had his always new technology. Had a, but I mean, I remember, <clears throat> I think like floppy disks were like 50 bucks or something oh my, stupid like, an like individual? that. Yes. Holy and we're shit. talking like early 18, early 1980s, $50 probably today is probably like three times that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. But so that, computing was yeah. expensive. Yeah. Because it wasn't ubiquitous, it wasn't, the technology just wasn't yeah. there. And it was yeah. something you were actually, hopefully, going to use because they were expensive. And people mostly just, they were like, I can do spreadsheets on them. They, they, they <laughs> Very <was> like, elementary <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. And now there's, like, like, you buy a gaming system and you can't put a game on it for less than, what, like, 50 gigabytes or something ridiculous? Uh, nowadays, I mean, when the PlayStation 5 comes out, it's probably going to be nothing less than 150. But on the PS4, I think, like, the smallest data file I have for games is, like, 44 okay. gigs, something uh-huh. like that. Uh-huh. And there's two games that I have that are more than 100. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. So imagine if the same price points oh applied, they wouldn't oh my make God, it. No. If it, it would literally for, cost a million dollars. Exactly. If it weren't for the fact <laughs> that data became cheaper, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have. And technology yeah. became better. I mean, it was uh, yes. the it was the two mm-hmm. things coming together. So special committees were set up by governments to monitor remedial mm-hmm. work and contingency planning, partic- particularly by crucial infrastructures such as yes. telecommunications, utilities, and the like. To ensure that the most critical services had fixed their own problems and were prepared for problems with others. Yeah. So their their mission is, we have to have our communi- communication infrastructure ready to go. And to make sure like people's lights didn't turn mm-hmm. off, like electricity. Like I remember on December 31st, 1999, for some reason I was home alone. Okay. Like my parents and my sister were out somewhere and... I was home alone, and I remember, like, waiting for midnight, not doing anything. I wasn't, like, celebrating or anything. I was like, okay, let's see if the lights go <laughs> out. see if it ends. <laughs> <laughs> like, nothing happened. Literally, nothing happened. Nothing happened. <clears throat> so some, are, uh, some experts who argued that scaremongering was occurring, mm-hmm. such as Ross Anderson, professor of security engineering at the University of Cambridge Computer Laboratory, 
He has since claimed that despite sending out hundreds of press releases about research results suggesting that the problem was not likely to be as big as some had suggested, Mm -hmm. but they were largely ignored by the media. Yeah. In a similar vein, the Microsoft press book, uh, Running Office 2000 Professionally, (laughs) published in May 1999, accurately Uh predicted that most personal computer hardware and software would be unaffected by the year 2000. <clears throat> yep, because th- the thing is, they recognized the problem well in advance and fixed it. It's now if they hadn't done that, that would be another story. But they did. Yeah, I mean, I I remember first hearing about this. I think on like sixty minutes, mm-hmm. in like in like nineteen ninety six or ninety seven. Okay, somewhere around then. Because mm-hmm. I remember it was like right when I first moved to South Carolina is when okay. I first heard of it. Uh huh. And then you started to hear about it a little more, mm-hmm. and then a little more. Mm-hmm. By like mid nineteen ninety eight, and certainly by the time nineteen ninety nine oh, arrived, yeah. that's all you heard. It was all day, every day. It was major, yeah. yeah. And it <clears throat> makes sense that the media would be like, "Okay, well, we're not going to listen to this person who's saying it's not a big deal," because like it was fear mongering, and fear mongering sells. Oh, yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. So, authors Michael Halverson and Michael Young characterized most of the worries as popular hysteria and opinion echoed by Microsoft. That makes uh, makes sense, except, but didn't you say that the Microsoft Office at Home or whatever said well, they, that it wasn't a big deal? Right, and that's what these guys were saying, that it was... that. Microsoft agreed with these guys. Oh, okay. I thought, thought you said it that it. Oh, that it was hysteria. I yes. gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, so while some commentators and experts argued that the coverage of the problem largely amounted to scaremongering, mm-hmm. it was the <clears throat> it was only the safe passing of the main event horizon event horizon itself, being January first, two thousand, that fully quelled public fears because literally yeah. nothing happened. I agree. Like <laughs> it's it, fucking nothing. Like people had to see it to believe it, sort yeah. of thing, and they did. Yeah. And, then it, and then it was. Nothing. No. Like it was word zero. That's not a. That's not a saying. It was nothing. <laughs> word was zero. I'll call it that. Word. <clears throat> word it, there was. It was nothing. Never heard of again. Yeah, and uh, I mean the the build up to it. I mean. Yeah. I was planning on going to New York City for New Year's Eve. Well, I was twenty two. I was like. And ready to wear an adult diaper? I wouldn't have done that. I would, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Please don't describe what you've done. <laughs> but, um, so I, I was going to go with some friends. Like, it wasn't a hardcore plan that we had in place. But you were we, just thinking about it. We were, like, but, like, a year earlier, we were, like, because we all were oh, together. Oh, fun. Yeah. We were all together in Syracuse for mm-hmm. 1999. Yes, the, the awesome city of Syracuse. No better <laughs> place to ring Mecca. than But it, it's, uh... It was a fun New Year's because um, uh, I can't remember the name of the mall in Syracuse, but they have like a six-story high mall. Oh, wow. And on the bottom floor, or I think it was the underground floor, they had this um, chain restaurant. It was called Kahunaville. I think there was a couple <laughs> of them, but like the walls talked and things like that. It was like an adult Amazon rainforest type of vibe. Okay. It was really weird. But like it was rainforest kind of, cafe for adults? Kind of, <laughs> yeah. Adults who are high. Yeah. But uh, it was it was fun, but I remember t- us talking then, like, "Hey, let's go to It'd New York City fun, next year." Yeah. I mean, I could have just flown in from uh, South Carolina. Uh, Richie lived in Syracuse. Chad lived in Oswego, which was not far from Syracuse. Yeah, so they were like, "We can mm-hmm. just take the train in from you know from Syracuse." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we we're like, "Yeah." And my mom talked us all out of it, and I was just smart like, woman. Yeah, smart woman, probably. that Sue. But uh, good for her. 
there were things that happened, like, like there were a couple of terrorist plots, like serious ones that were foiled yeah. going into the year 2000. So that was kind of a worry. And then mm. they had this Y2K thing. But then after, then when nothing happened, like just, just nothing, nothing, happened. nothing happened. And nobody became paranoid until <laughs> September of the next year. Yeah, that's true. And then the world has remained paranoid ever since. Uh, overly paranoid, for sure. But uh, but again, yeah, by the end of the 20th century, the Y2K bug was the biggest story in the world yeah. by far. That turned into a nothing burger. Yes. And one of the greatest greatest movies of the 90s, <laughs> if not all time, uh-huh. Office Space, uh-huh. <laughs> uses the Y2K bug <laughs> as a plot device on why the office technicians have to work overtime every week. Oh, how funny. I only saw that were, once years That's what ago. they were working on. Was they were the working Y2K. on the Y2K bug? Yes. How funny. Especially considering they weren't programmers. Like, uh, office workers wouldn't be doing that. Like, programmers and coders would be working on that. Do you have the TPS reports? <laughs> I think that's what they were called. I can't okay. remember. I haven't seen that movie in a while, but I have seen it at least ten times. Yeah, I've not. I've only seen it once, and it was years ago yeah. when I had never worked at an office, so I didn't know what in the world was going My on. My first ever like real, real job I ever had was an mm-hmm. office job. Mm-hmm. And when that movie came out, I was like, that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, no, I, I remember, so the 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 other side of it, so yes, there was a lot of paranoia and fear-mongering. Those who got really serious about it, I feel like this was a little bit, the not the dawn of, because really the, uh, where was the, so there was Oklahoma City, but there was the <clears throat> standoff prior to that, not Waco. That was uh, Ruby Ridge. Ruby Ridge. You also had the Atlanta Olympic bombings. A lot of people no, forget about that. No, not the bombings. I'm talking about preppers. I'm oh. talking about people who are like going off the grid. Like that's when that yeah. became kind of a subculture was like in the 90s. And it became noticed. Yeah. It, yes. It, it, okay. Yeah. Fair it enough. It had been a subculture fair for a while. You're right. You're yeah. right. But, um, but that also happened surrounding Y2K. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. People I know, especially... People buying bunkers. That was the extreme version, but, like, I know that... Because uh, I was raised in the church, so we're figuring this is all conservative, mostly white people. Um, people were just like, yeah, just have canned goods. Because we lived in Miami. Mm-hmm. Well, like, pretend like it's hurricane season. Get... Get canned goods I was gonna say, so you, you can kind live. Of, you kind of prepare anyway when you live in Miami because of hurricanes. Mm-hmm. But not in the dead of winter. Sure. Because uh, hurricane season ends in November, at the end of November. So by the time you're getting into December and January, the risk is extremely minimal that anything will happen. So people are generally not so, so, having so the should, same supplies. You should have just used your hurricane supply that you didn't use. Right, which is, which is <laughs> that a thing. Been, that would have been the likely... But no, people were people were low key prepping. I don't think it. The people I knew, it wasn't like massive. Some people were investing a little more heavily than others in it. But I mean, basically, it was like you know the the grid could just go down, and then we're all living off the grid, as it were. You know, so this I feel like this was sort of the beginning of the of prepping going a little more mainstream. It's still not a mainstream thing, but it's a lot less fringe than it used to be. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a lot more people would admit to it now. Mm-hmm. Whereas 20 years ago they'd be you'd like you'd be ah. you'd be called crazy if you did, but <laughs> now people are more just like um okay, although more and more probably people are more like okay, fair enough. Because <laughs> who knows what goes on in the world today. But um I remember 
yeah, I remember that being kind of a subculture thing in, in our church and stuff. There were definitely people doing that. Definitely a lot of people concerned about it. That it was, it was a huge, it's, but then, and you know what, it's so hard to explain why it was such a big deal. But it, long and short, it's because the information being given wasn't accurate. The funniest thing is uh, for our uh, Gen Z friends, for our Gen Z cats and kittens. <laughs> or just put in, Just put into YouTube, um, like, Y2K scare videos. They're fucking hilarious. I mean, you've got... Um, uh, Leonard Nimoy did a couple of them. <laughs> Doctor Scott, and it was just there, there were a couple of like uh, like pseudo celebrities that showed up in these because there would be infomercials about uh-huh. the shit. This is back in the day with yeah. you know, it's, well, because that's a problem. Long and short, it was a commercial opportunity. Oh hell yeah! And anytime there's somebody to be exploited, there's a product to be sold. Look at COVID and people shilling shit that has nothing to do with anything like fucking alex jones is out there selling his silver or whatever the fuck you know who else is still out there doing this shit is the fucking jim baker who i could have oh, i know he's back dead. no i thought he was no, dead too no he he's back tammy faye <laughs> yes. the nice baker is dead unfortunately rest in peace tammy faye because she came around and became a good ally but um Fucking Jim Baker is still out yeah, there shilling yep. silver. After he's literally been to prison for doing exactly that. Pretend, yes. <laughs> pretend. Um, our friend Javier at Pretend did a great episode that included, uh, like, that's how I learned Jim Baker was still alive. And he uh, interviewed a woman who buys into all of Jim Baker's shit. No, oh, of course. And it was yeah. really, really interesting. Hey, Jim, he's one of the originals. He's good at it. Yeah, if you, God, if you, I if you give that man is still alive. If you give him a forum, a forum, he will fleece America. <laughs> oh my God! So that's that's. And he will. I think that's also part of what kept the hysteria alive. There was the "if it bleeds, it leads" aspect oh, to, for the for news and journalism, quote, and, and quote the, journalism, and it was a commercial opportunity. And just the the overall commercial appeal mm-hmm. of the year two thousand had something to do with it too, because it. We talked about it earlier, but it really did have this feeling. It's like this is you're only getting experiences yeah. once. Yeah, it, it was a lot more. Unless you um, live of in China, opportunistic time. They're on a different calendar. A but, lot of places <laughs> are on a different calendar. A lot are. of cultures. Yeah. But for us, like for people who are on the Gregorian mm-hmm. calendar, it's like this is only happening once. Mm-hmm. And there's all this weird shit that could happen. Mm-hmm. And then again, nothing could happen. And but nothing happened. Again, time is the construct. It is. In the continu- continuum of time and space. space time it discards continuum. the concept of time and space as absolute entities. That's that's the theory of relativity. Oh, okay. Part of the theory of relativity. Sure. I say with complete confidence, not yes. knowing if it has anything to do with anything. It probably has something to do with the year 2000, though. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was good. That was, it's fun to uh, take these. I feel I was saying when we were talking earlier, I was like, "There's like a decided nostalgia bend to our all good things." I think there is, yeah. <laughs> because it's hard to come up with recent things <laughs> that are good. It is. So I, but I agree that this is a you know a quote unquote good thing because honestly, what what it really like speaks to is that if smart people who worked in programming and in computing didn't realize that this was going to be an issue, 
didn't fix it, it really could have been as bad as it was thought to have been. And it's also something... But they were well in ahead of the curve. It also says something about capable leadership. Yes, um, yeah. Now, I'm not a fan of the Clintons by any means necessary. I'm pretty sure anybody who's listened to us for a long enough time that know out. that. But what you can't say about Bill or about Hillary or about most of the corporate Democrats is we're not going to hit an iceberg when it's on their watch. You know what I mean? Like, like the... Shit's not going to completely fall. They're they're capable stewards of you know you know what of I mean. The status quo, exactly. Yes, like nothing, nothing's going to change. Right, which is know, a problem. Which is a, a major, major problem. Major problem. But you know, it's not. You know. Yeah, I I I get that, and I would concur. Yes, it's not going to be like it is now. Yeah, it's not going to be mass hysteria <laughs> when a child is. Who is in, I mean, he is. He's arrested at 10 years old because his daddy didn't love him. And that's very sad for him, but unfortunately... <laughs> unfortunately, it's become sad for all of us, which yeah. just isn't fair to the rest of yeah. us. So, uh, now now that he's <laughs> losing an election, <laughs> oh, I because it's, no one's winning. I would not say No that. one is winning in the fall, but... Uh, as far as the citizens, citizenry goes. As far as... Yeah. Yeah. Society. Everyone goes. Nobody's winning, <laughs> regardless. Um, but he sure is like carving things up for demented Biden on a platter. I'll tell you that much. That might be one of the more controversial things I've said. I don't know that I've. <laughs> I don't know that I've expressed my full disdain for Joe Biden. You haven't, but you're being ageist. That's what we're going to get a comment about. No, no, no. By kidding. demented, I mean I think he actually has dementia. I am kidding. Okay. Because I. Think I was he, using that term technically. Because I think he pretty much it's. Yeah, you don't have to be a doctor to be like, eh. <laughs> All you got to do is listen to what he sounded like eight years ago. And it's like, yeah, there's a difference. But I and mean, it's not old age. That means he might be a decent puppet president. So it depends on it's who's, who's going to be pulling the strings. Exactly. And it'll be Wall Street, as it normally is. Well, because he's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, another episode of All Good Things. So we've gone off topic about uh, <laughs> leap years. Uh, the presidential race. That was the leap year <laughs> tangent was pertinent. This none of this has been pertinent. But if you're listening to an all good thing, like you're kind of hardcore because we don't get as many lessons to the good things as the bad things. You clearly don't mind when we go off topic if you're listening to this. So that is true. Especially if you're listening to the end of this. <laughs> Speaking if you of you are which... listening to the end of this. Go ahead and um, tweet or tweet or Facebook or um, Insta out the hand raising emoji, so that I can forget why I asked you to do it like I did last time. Also, use the other network because we're we're gonna. Make oh, that the happen. other network. Yes. That's right, another network. Yes. <laughs> well, no, we called it another something. As something I thought it was another. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. another platform. <laughs> another platform. <laughs> All right, so that was Y2K and a lot of political commentary you didn't ask for. <laughs> this has been episode five of All Good Things. Five. I'm Rachel. I'm David. And we'll see you sometime. Love you all. Aw.